We can do anything. We can always do anything, but we can't do everything. So we dream big and we implement small. I am Janessa Durrani and I'm an empowerment coach and I work with midlife moms spending time on themselves. So the women that come to me are coming out of full motherhood into empty nest, wanting to see a physical transformation. Some are coming out of relationships. Some are wanting to change their role within their company or within their industry and others are wanting to re-enter the workforce. My one-on-one -on -one program comes with a series of intensive VIP days where we really get into the work. There's tons of hand, heart, mind connection activities because I know that business as usual outside of our sessions is all consuming. I also work with women in small group settings. And then I have a free online community where anyone is welcome to come and go on their journey self-guided. We are not at a place as moms to turn the focus on ourselves. So I hold the mirror so they can see themselves for who they are and what they're capable of and all that is possible. So if you're a midlife mom who's at the intersection of oh yeah and oh crap, then I would love for you to consider booking a 30-minute Priorities Power session so that we can get to the bottom of what you want next. I'm Janessa Durrani. I'm an empowerment coach, business owner, wife, mom of two crazy teen boys, and this is my podcast where each week in 20-ish minutes or less, I share my insights and strategies on how to start your journey from full-time motherhood to yourself and your next chapter by dreaming big and implementing small to keep overwhelm at bay. This is our last week in our connection theme. Last week, we brainstormed ways that we could dream big on connecting with those that mattered most, and then a process of dialing back our grand ideas to get to the core of what matters most and do that now, not when the perfect time arises. Now in this closing week, I wanna dig into the simplest, most effective way to connect with anyone. Let's play, my friends. Years ago, we determined that my youngest would benefit from seeing a therapist. That came from, he has a lot of anxiety, he has attention deficit, and it really just kind of rules this world. And so, I don't know, he was probably in first or second grade, and we were referred to an amazing, amazing um, social worker who he still works with. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, he's afraid of people. Like, how is he even, how am I going to get him to go there, let alone, like, how is she going to talk to him? And she's like, I do it through games. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, we play. We play and eventually then he will talk. And I was not really that 
convinced. I was like, I don't understand. Each time I would pick him up, I was like, what did you do? He's like, we play Candyland and then we pick Candyland. And then, I mean, seriously, he's 12 and he would still be very happy in playing a game of Candyland if I hadn't already gotten rid of it. Um, but that idea that while we're playing, our minds can just be, our hands are busy, and our hearts and our minds can connect. And she's brilliant. And years and years, the games have gone from Candyland to now Exploding Kittens. And, but the premise stays the same, is that she gets him busy and then she gets him talking and it works. So that piece of that, this whole idea on how play can connect us, not only just in the activity, but give us that bond is kind of amazing. And I don't know about you, but I grew up in the 80s, 70s and 80s. I'm 50, if that gives you a frame of reference. And my parents did not play with us at all. But my fondest memories are going out into my neighborhood and playing until the streetlights came on. And all of my friends, everyone in my neighborhood, I mean, my whole entire town was nine blocks square. So my neighborhood was the entire town. But all of those connections, I have such fond memories of just doing crazy stuff from kick the can to riding our bikes to walking the section with all of my friends. But I don't have that with my parents, which kind of bums me out, which also did not prepare me to be a playing mom. When my kids were little, I have boys. So match cars, trains, and the, and the like, I would be happy to set up an elaborate train situation. But then I just want to walk away. I don't want to be Percy and like traversing the train tracks. I would not have wanted to play Barbies if I had had a girl. Like that type of play just doesn't speak to me. And so I always kind of chalked it up as like, well, I, my parents didn't play with me. You don't need to, you need to like figure this out yourself. And what I came to realize is that there are forms of play that I love to do and would love to do with my kids at any given moment. There's just some things that I did not. So for me, that was baking, any kind of art activity, going on adventures, and playing board games. That was another thing that we did not have growing up. We did not have games. My parents did not play games with us. And my friend Molly's house had a closet full of games. And I would love going there and just doing that, just having a game night. When Molly and I still get together, we play games. So I have then now kind of leaned into those ways of connecting with my kids and my family in general. And Mir, my youngest, wants nothing more. Like he is so incredibly delighted 
if we were to play a family game of baseball in our front yard. And he would like to do this every single day. That being said, not so much for all of the rest of us. But when we do, his face lights up. I didn't have to pay, like spend a penny. Four wiffle balls. And last night, Zane was like trying to hit the wiffle ball with a stick he found in the woods earlier this week. That is brilliance right there. That is connecting on just that basic primal level. Amazing. So this whole idea of coming together in a form of play, you can do this with anyone. It's not just your kids. My husband, the best date night, and I'm telling you, I'm horrible at planning date nights, but the best one that we ever had was when I booked us an appointment at the local climbing gym and we did rock climbing. And another night we went axe throwing, but crazy enough, axe throwing is just so popular that they were sold out by the time we got there. But just watching the other people was amazing. And that's why in my daily practice community, I host a creative hangout each week, not each week, sometimes this month it's each week, but typically once a month where we can all come together and do a shared activity or bring your own activity. Again, it's not about what this is. It's about being able to do that heart, mind, hand connection in community and connecting in that way. Think of like paint nights. Why do you think those are so popular? Adults need a way to play all the cooking classes, painting nights, different, those types of activities are what are bringing people together. That's why during COVID, we were all like, oh my God, oh my God, what are we going to do? And all those things kind of bubbled up into Zoom. The amount of Zentangling parties that I hosted during the, you know, the worst of the pandemic was crazy, crazy. I couldn't I couldn't host enough of them. And also think of like pickleball. When I was in middle school, I was like the pickleball champion. And I thought it was something that Mr. Norris, our gym teacher, had made up. I didn't think this was a real thing. And now, 30 years later, there are pickleball courts all over my town. And all of these like middle-aged people coming out and playing tournaments and and doing pickup games each evening, like crazy. The gym that I go to is a boot camp gym where there is a big timer on the wall and everyone's having to like kind of compete against each other and get through a, a series of stations. Zane and I go together. It's been an amazing way of connecting and so much better than like, oh, let me just sit on this treadmill for ever and make time stand still. All of these things. How the heck can we gamify? Can we play in every aspect of our lives and doing it with someone else? And so thus we're connecting. Several years ago, I did a course on Coursera by 
and it's called The Science of Happiness, I think. Definitely check it out. It's a professor of, I think, psychology from Yale who teaches this course. She then has gone on to, um, she has a podcast and so forth. I will find the link and I will add it to the show notes. But it's all on all these studies around happiness and what really makes us happy and what are the things that we think make us happy. So we think that making more money will make us happier, but actually she finds in her studies that once you've hit that $50,000 mark and now you have like all of your needs taken care of, any incremental increase over that does not make you happier. It does give you more means. And if used appropriately or used wisely on things that do make you happier, it will make you happier. But just the virtue of having it does not make you happier. So one of the things that she said that using your money on for that will make you happier is experiences. And think of experiences, that's another form of play. If you have an opportunity to give a gift to someone that is either here is this thing or here is this experience, let's go and do this. Let's go on this trip. Let's go to this concert. It then ups, amps up the happiness in the receiver. And as a result, it then amps up the happiness in the giver because they're so, they're so appreciative of it. So for um, Christmas this year for Zane, I got him four tickets to a concert for a brass band that he and his marching band buddies were able to go to and to watch them all go to their first concert and be able to like, they were just bubbling over with conversation on the way home was amazing. And that my friends is play. That's why we as a family go on road trips because every day is an adventure. Every day has a level of play. Every day, even when we are um, road tripping, we don't book anything ahead. So we use Hotwire, and which if you've never used Hotwire, you don't know who you're booking with. I mean, there are ways you can, but for the most part, you just put in, these are what I'm looking for. This is the town I'm looking for. It gives you some options based on their amenities and their star ratings. And then you blindly select it. It isn't until it's purchased. And then it's like, what did we get? It's always like that exciting factor. So finding these opportunities to put play into your everyday is such an amazing way of connecting. So take a look at your list of the five most important people in your life that you want to connect with. That's what we brainstormed several weeks ago. And Brainstorm several ideas for how you can play with each one of them. Some ideas might work for several. And so if it's within your family, you could do it as a family, but others might be tailored to them and it gives you opportunities to just connect with them. Then run it by them, pick one and book it like today. Put it on your calendar and then reap the rewards. So last week I was talking about how I wanted to spend more time one-on-one with my kids. And yesterday 
I went into Harvard Square with my oldest for an art exhibit that my little one totally bailed on. And at first I was bummed that he wasn't going to go with us, but then I realized like, actually, this is something that Zane is going to enjoy more. And last week after listening to the podcast, one of my community members was telling me that one of the best ways for her to connect to her sons in the car was through music and having them choose the music. And it says so much about them and it gives you something to converse about. And when I tell you, so Zane and I went into um, Boston yesterday and I was like, oh, you want to pick some music? And it was like a gift. It was such an amazing way, again, to find something to connect on. I feel like so often we're just going through the rote, like, so what did you do? So what do you got coming up? It's just so... Eh? And the music conversation, we kept that going all the way home. So reap the rewards of these things, you guys. Connect. Don't make it huge. Don't make it hard. Don't put it off. Just do it. Just do it now. Do it small. Reap the rewards. And if you're ready to start the journey from full-time motherhood to yourself and your what's next, I'm here for all of it. Just check out JanessaDurani.com to learn more or check this week's show notes. And next week, we start a new theme, imagination. Can't wait to share. <music>